Uh, today I learned that Yankees fans like to overhype their players. Oh, wait, <laughs> I already good knew reason. that. <laughs> today or a few seconds ago? Yeah. Luke Falk, baby. <laughs> All right, so that'll do it here for the Daily Sports Report. For Adam Rich, Teddy Gutkin, Alex Strain, and Chad Brinza, I'm Austin Falco, and I know, as always, we'll leave you with a good night and a go blue. Well, uh, good evening. You are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. I'm Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And uh, I don't want to spend too much time on the football controversy, but uh, what we have here is a failure to officiate. (laughs) Flag thrown on the play. I just threw a flag. Uh, offsides by Donald Trump and unnecessary stupidity, <laughs> all in the same play. Uh, so we'll accept the uh, unnecessary stupidity on Donald Trump's part. Well, and his denial that it has nothing to do with race is completely ridiculous when he has singled out African-American athletes. Yeah. Um, Unbelievable. And, of course, this what's funny about this is this actually morphed from a basketball uh, temper tantrum that Trump was having on Friday afternoon and then turned into an off-the-cuff remark at a campaign rally that he was holding in Alabama uh, in support of the current appointed senator, a guy named Strange. <laughs> That's his name. Well, strangely, Strange is not as strange as Moore, who yeah. Trump was originally... Claiming to be more in favor of. So there's a serious amount of weirdness there. And apparently Bannon is still out there stumping the thumps for or thumping the stumps for uh, more. For more. Despite the 
fact that somebody has reeled uh, Trump back in and go, well, yeah, you, you, you have to support the, the current guy. But, of course, you know, the, the reaction uh, nationally to this has just been um, fascinating, really. Um, massive uh, response yesterday, but both by NFL owners and teams. And we even had a couple of teams in uh, Tennessee that didn't even take the field as part of the protest. And it's actually brought owners and players onto the same page. I mean, recognizing that... This is a serious and important social issue here. Yeah. And uh, I think that the argument that's being made by, you know, certain critics of those who choose to kneel, that these athletes are spoiled babies. They make a million dollars. They make millions of dollars. They make a million dollars as a game uh, as somehow uh, exempting them from having any free speech rights whatsoever. They're entertainers. We get that. And it's unusual for entertainers to put themselves out there politically because there are costs to that. Entertainment's a business. It used to be that, you know, popular entertainers in the music field uh, weren't supposed to have opinions or even aspects of their personal life weren't to be known. Um, But, you know, the Beatles and Bob Dylan and Muhammad Ali, they broke all that stuff down to the point where an artist or an entertainer certainly has an opinion and why wouldn't they share it they are role models and of course better role models than the current president yeah and and oddly enough of course the nfl has a history of its own uh, exclusion of african-americans from indeed from football teams football itself from the quarterback position and from coaching and of course the cleveland slow uh emergence into the 21st century for them. The Cleveland Browns were one of the first teams to uh, widely use African-Americans to their credit in the 1950s. Um, It's interesting, just from a couple of years ago, uh, Harper's Index says percentage changed since uh, 2009 in the number of Americans who play football, 17% down, who play rugby, 77% up. Football has probably peaked for a variety of reasons. It's still uh, an amazingly uh, entertaining game. In fact, one of the ironies of what happened yesterday was, you know, there were two overtime games, as I recall, and two games that were decided on the last play of the game, including a 61-yard field goal, which is almost unheard of, and the Lions lost on the last play of the game. Well, no, no comment on the yeah, Lions. And but, a controversial uh, instant replay thing. Trump, of course, uh, took partial credit for the uh, diminished ratings that he claims that the NFL has because, oh, our campaign sparked a lot of ent- interest and in, in energy and, and people were watching us because I'm more entertaining than professional sports. So that's why part of their ratings are down. Uh, the other reason he said their ratings were down, and here's a double brain damage award because he actually said out loud, football's not violent enough. Yeah. I mean, he actually said that. And criticized the officiating. Yeah. Oh, they're always called, they're, they're ruining the game. It's uh, not well, as he doesn't rough like, as it used to he be. He doesn't like judges. Uh, he's <laughs> definitely not going to like referees. Uh, but come on. The evidence is clear. This is an industry whose laborers routinely suffer serious 
traumatic head injuries. Well, and they even had a national report about... It's plenty violent. It's plenty violent, and they just had a national report about a tight end who formerly played with the New England Patriots named Aaron Hernandez, who had CTE at the age of 27. His family, of course, is trying to blame the NFL for his suicide in prison, but he was in prison for murder. (laughs) Uh, And it's a little unclear how many murders he committed, but... Uh, he did apparently commit suicide. And what's interesting, of course, about the NFL is that most of these games yesterday were sellouts, except for one. And I wanted to point this out. The Los Angeles Chargers, they have been called the San Diego Chargers for many, many years, decided to move out of San Diego uh, during the off season, because the, a referendum, a local referendum, failed there a couple of years ago to build a new stadium, and in one of the more bizarre uh, historical blunders, they've decided to move to Los Angeles, a city, the second biggest city in America, that for many many years has not supported pro football. There have been teams in and out of L.A. Right. Uh, for decades now. And it's interesting, this was the second home game for the Los Angeles Chargers, which sounds weird even to say that, 25,386 people attended. And that was roughly the attendance of their other home game. So the owners of the San Diego Chargers, an old family that I won't go into, they were big supporters of Richard Nixon. Um, I think made an enormous blunder moving their team to Los Angeles, which now has two teams that they're having some difficulty supporting. Just to point out the context of those numbers, how big's the stadium that well, held those 25? I mean, football stadiums are routinely massive. I'm not absolutely sure on this because I haven't been watching any football yet. It's just too hot, and I'm a base. I'm more of a baseball fan. Actually, haven't watched one down of pro football yet this year, uh, but I think they're playing in the Coliseum, you know, that, that's set up for the Olympics. And one of the things that's interesting—sixty thousand seats, if it's a dozen. Well, one of the things that's fascinating about football too is that it's the only sport that's actually operates as a socialist economic system. Uh, the football teams get their revenue from a national contract from the networks most uh of the major networks have football in some form and my god they're showing college football now <laughs> well, every almost 24 7 on the weekend football night now I it's, think. it's it's just a couple nights where there aren't football games it's, it's bizarre so there's some overexposure problems that i think football mm-hmm. is suffering from from but i think that this cte stuff that is mighty serious and, um, of course, Tom Brady, a uh, famous uh, U of M grad, uh, quarterback of the New England Patriots, has been in the news because of the his wife wants him to retire <laughs> because of the concussion problem. Mm-hmm. And this is documented. This isn't like some imaginary... Uh, uh, yep. And it's cumulative, too. So for, so for uh, youngsters who come up through uh, a middle school program sure. to a high school program to a college program, you're lucky enough and good enough to make it to the professional level. 
programs, you've already sustained systemic hits to the head. Right, and there are documented cases of kids who just played high school football that are having uh, dementia problems in their late 20s. Uh, They had another medical report just a week ago noting that these doctors recommended that there be no tackle football allowed, period, for anybody under the age of 12. And what is happening, by the way, are the repeated collisions that are occurring in practice. Yep. Football is a lot of practice. And for the president of the United States to claim it's not violent enough is really pretty absurd. Especially when you remember, and I I remember this very clearly, I was driving to pick my daughter up after her night class, and it was Monday night football, and it was late in the campaign, 2016, and they were going to speak briefly with Hillary Clinton and with Donald Trump. And they asked him a couple questions about, uh, are you a football fan? Uh, What's your take on the controversy over uh, concussions and youth football programs? Hillary Clinton said that, you know, oh, of course I'm a fan, and uh, that's for my daughter uh, to decide what she wants her kids to play or not. Sure. You know, I wouldn't interfere, but I wouldn't have a problem with it. Trump very clearly said, oh, I'm a big football fan, but no, I would not let my young children play because of the risk of head injury. Yeah. Well, he wasn't. But it's not violent enough now. Yeah. And he wasn't much of a football player. Let's remember that his uh, the stories of him and— uh... The military prep school that he went to, he was pretty much a bench warmer that sucked on oranges, and which clearly, might explain a lot. That's yeah. why his complexion is orange. <laughs> it also uh, <laughs> he used to exp- bite into the oranges raw to intimidate the other side. <laughs> right, ah, I'm eating the peel too. Uh, it also explains his lack of understanding of how teams work. Yeah, and uh, that they're they're not supposed to be egos on teams. It's a support system. That you uh, you know augment each other's strengths and weaknesses, um, it's it's pretty remarkable. And of course, one just final uh, comment about this: the Colin Ka- Kaepernick story has been a big controversy now for well over a year. Uh, I, in fact, actually on my list of reasons why Hillary Clinton lost, because I listed about thirty of them, have Colin Kaepernick's controversy on that list. Um, he, of course, is was the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers for a while. Uh, and he was the quarterback uh, when Jim Harbaugh was the coach of the San Francisco 49ers. For some strange reason, he decided to opt out of his contract, and he is unemployed at the moment. He, of course, was the first and only player for a while kneeling uh, during the national anthem a year ago. Uh, in protest and in support of the Black Lives Matter situation. He's being boycotted, so to speak. Essentially blackballed. Locked out of the league. I do want to make one brief comment about that, however. Pro football teams throughout their history do never want to get into quarterback controversies. A quarterback controversy is when the fans and the people are calling in and having uh, discussions about who the starting quarterback should be. And if you're the backup to Tom Brady, there's no doubt that you're going to be the backup to Tom Brady. There's no quarterback controversy. You're only going to play if he gets hurt or there's a blowout situation and he's removed from the game by the coach. 
But no team in the NFL wants to have a quarterback controversy involving Colin Kaepernick. He cooked his own goose to some degree. And his only way of getting into the NFL at this point, I hate to say this, is a team that has a pretty good defense, maybe a good running game, that ends up having both their backup and starting quarterback injured, where they might need to go out and find a professional quarterback. Uh, He's got talent. Not in plentiful supply. Not in plentiful supply, but his skills have diminished, um, and he was a little bit of a flash in the pan. Um, He went to a smaller school out west. We don't need to get into the debate about his talent. He was a skilled scrambler. But he was never a great quarterback. Uh, he had one very, very good season that got the 49ers into the Super Bowl. So I think that there are some other issues there with him. Um, I sort of reject the notion that he's being blackballed, but I accept the notion that the real problem for him is positioning. No team is going to have him as a backup. And whether or not he should be signed as a starter, which is the only option they're going to have signing him, is pretty much where he's at. And And he may have to play in Canada, I mean, if he wants to keep playing football. Well, yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that uh, realistically, uh, this page may have already turned. He's probably getting a lot of interesting offers. Um, Maybe he's got a new career in a different field. Um, as a thoughtful, articulate spokesman for, you know, issues and concerns. I just handed a note here, by the way, that uh, a listener phoned in, spoke to Andrew, our engineer, who informs us that the L.A. Coliseum has uh, 90,000 seats. Yeah, it's, it's an so, Olympic. So 20,000 uh, seats filled in a 90, that's an empty room, essentially. An, an empty room, and one of the other big problems, by the way, for that particular franchise is they have the blackout rule. <laughs> And your home oh, games yeah. are not shown uh, unless it's a sellout. So this, by There's the way, no TV revenue then either. In that beleaguered case. the Detroit Lions when they played in the Superdome, uh, the Silverdome, excuse me, yep. up in Pontiac, because that arena held eighty-two thousand. And unless they were playing the Packers, or the Cleveland Browns, or the Bears. Which would, or it was Thanksgiving. Or it was Thanksgiving in which some corporations would go out and buy some tickets to make it a sellout. So it was on TV for the local people. And, of course, a lot of people would go to the game because the Lions have this tradition of playing on Thanksgiving. Great. But those the only three teams that consistently sold out the Silverdome, which, by the way, has been demolished. Mm-hmm. And this gives you an idea of the priorities in our society. You know, the Silver Silverdome was built in the 70s, and it didn't even last 40 years, and it was an enormous thing, and I saw the Who there. <laughs> yeah, I saw the Who there as well, and, and one high school state championship football game. <laughs> I did actually see two football games there. It was quite a hike to get up there. But uh, football, with Trump and getting involved in this controversy, this is an, a complete loser for him, and it's so funny. Because he is so arrogant and so foolish that he's never going to back down from these idiotic positions he's taken. And we have to even start to question why we even play the national anthem um, before the games. 
Uh, it's 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 you know. Let's remember, by the way, that the Detroit Red Wings with uh, Karen Karen Newman Karen Newman, unbelievable rendition of the national anthem. This really would fire up the crowd because it was so moving, emphatically performed, yeah, emphatically performed, and fine, great. And I am not a person that would um, not stand for the national anthem. I, I I don't, you know, Francis Scott Key, you know, it was written after the War of 1812 that nobody knows anything about except when it started. It's the joke about the War of 1812. And, of course, it turns out that Francis Scott Key was a bit of a, a racist. And there's a pretty highly problematic third verse to Indeed. the song, which is never sung for that reason. So, Well, people have enough difficulty so- singing the first it's a difficult verse. tune, yeah. <laughs> but in any event... This is a phony. This is like the monument, brouhaha, and what well, it sure got Paul Manafort out of the news. Yeah, and so. it, it got Donald Jr. out of the news. It, and, got, it uh, got Kushner. Kushner's use of a, a non-government uh, private, private email. server for emails. Lock him up. Lock him up. <laughs> and of course, uh, Rocket Man is. Uh, out of the news. For... Oh, but the bitch is back. It's the <laughs> Elton John insult slam fest. Right. Get back, honky cat. How about Donald Trump? Uh, I guess we can call him sacked in the pocket man. <laughs> he's... Well, you know, when he, you're having he, a he... shouting match between two chubby lunatics, yes. it's, it's, uh, it's a lose-lose scenario. One's got an orange head and the other one is in bad need of a... A makeover himself. And, you know, uh, just to touch briefly back on sportsmanship with regard to the sort of juvenile demeanor that uh, Trump depicts here, uh, it's certainly not presidential to retweet the meme of uh, him swinging at a golf ball, which then uh, is superimposed over Hillary Clinton falling down. So oh, it yeah. looks like the ball hits her in the back. First of all, uh, you know, uh, a seventh grader might find that an amusing uh, thing to retweet, but I'm really concerned about the president's golf swing. You know, obviously it's rude and coarse and and childish for him to to have that ball hit Hillary Clinton in the back uh, in this fictitious depiction. Uh, his swing is terrible. Yeah. Did you see his golf swing? Oh, he must hit the dirt every time. Uh, I'm sure it's I'm bad. I'm sure there's no coaching the guy. He was n- not known as an athlete. <laughs> but uh, Trump uh, with this. Bill Murray to caddy for him. Yeah, he should probably re- redo uh, his whole career. In fact, I, I am encouraging. You know, let's remember, by the way, just another little dig at, at Donald Trump in football. He was an owner of a football team, a failed owner. The league failed. Donald Trump oh, failed. Right. He owned the New Jersey Generals uh, back in the late 70s, early 80s, the USFL. So I'm all in favor of a Trump football league. <laughs> I would love to see the Kentucky coal miners play the Dallas Dodos in football. It could be like the the Twit Olympics in Monty Python. It, <laughs> it could be Donald Trump coaching on one side. Steve Bannon on the other. And as for Donald Trump and job creation, he might have created a job, ironically, for Colin Kaepernick. We'll see what happens there. But of more relevant, uh, interesting 
examples of Donald Trump and his problem with the truth. There's a fascinating article in the May 14th edition of the New York Times by Stephen Ratner, uh, a Wall Street... uh, he he used to be the special advisor on the auto bailout for Barack Obama. And he has a list of all of the job exaggerations that Donald Trump had made from the begin from before his presidency through May 14th, where he's claiming credit for jobs created. Mm. Uh, one of you know one of his endearing qualities. And it just shows that all of these realities were about jobs created that he took credit for on various dates uh, occurred in 2015, 2014, last October, 2011, <laughs> more than three years ago. And this is a list of all of these claims. I'll just read a couple here. It's finally happening. Fiat Chrysler just announced plans to invest a billion in Michigan and Ohio plants, adding 2,000 jobs. Date of actual announcement of the, by the companies, 2015. <laughs> so he, he's got this thing where he takes credit for old news, and, and he, he continues to do this uh, regarding his economic performance. And, of course, this whole controversy over the weekend, a magnificent distraction from his Colossal blunders uh, involving Puerto Rican uh, FEMA relief. What on earth is Donald Trump doing? Exactly. I mean, weren't the military sent in to help clear roads in Florida? It's a total disaster. Why hasn't that happened in Puerto Rico? Yeah. I mean, the the footage is cataclysmic. It's cataclysmic. The leaves from the trees are gone. The trees are down. It's a very lush green island, but not now. Uh, and uh, there are supplies on the way, but they can't get the supplies to the pockets of, you know, if people up in the hills sure. uh, who have, nobody can get to them because yeah. the roads are impassable. And that's where you need military assistance uh, to, you know, get this ready to go. Uh, they had them in the Keys. Why can't we get the military involved? Uh, I'm sure they'd be happy to help. They well, just someone needs to send them. Well, and he's responsible for for the uh, situation in Puerto Rico. These these are technically American citizens who are not allowed to vote. By the way, uh, they are allowed to emigrate to the United States. There's 3.5 million American citizens in Puerto Rico, and we're talking about 80 percent of the food uh, crops destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are talking about no running water. We are talking about no electricity. And what is Donald Trump doing? He's making a campaign appearance, a- another campaign rally in Alabama, uh, in support of Senator Strange and NASCAR over a primary. Pickle. It's not till December that this isn't even vote. the real election. Right. This is the the battle to to win the Republican nomination. And Donald Trump's performance in the last week uh, has been a big zero. Uh, that should be the number on his football uniform. <laughs> well, and, we haven't even mentioned the. Uh, I've lost count. How many times has the Republican leadership failed? To advance, I mean, the, the vote hasn't happened yet, so it's still, uh, you know, ostensibly up in the air. But McCain has said he's not voting for it. Rand Paul has said he's not voting for it. Uh, 
Alaska, not going for it. No, probably so, not. So that's, but we'll know by Saturday. And if it if it doesn't happen by Saturday, um, the rules on, in under the Senate would require sixty votes mm-hmm. to get rid of Obamacare. <clears throat> and as for the original controversy involving sports and the fact that uh, uh, Stephon Curry. Uh, did something on Twitter announcing that he wasn't going to go to the White House. This how this thing got started. Right, and then Trump disinvited the whole rest of the team. The whole rest of the team. That got LeBron James involved, who wrote a wonderful thing. You bum. <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, going to the White House was an honor until you got there. Perfect. Yep. It was a tweet. LeBron James has twice as many followers as Donald Trump. Which gives you an idea, by the way, of the power of sports in our society. Um, and this whole thing all week with, with North Korea, it's just, I mean, it's bizarre. Uh, they're a threat well, to, to the Well, to actually stand Japan. up at the, the United UN. Nations and openly say out loud, we will destroy yeah. another nation yeah. if they do not do what we say. Which is almost a suggestion that he would use nuclear weapons because that's i don't know how he's hard gonna, to read it any other way he's going to destroy uh north korea it's it's a big place with and big, any threat against mountains. north korea has very tangible uh consequences for south korea sure it's right there right next to north korea there are no good options as steve bannon amazingly admitted in a interview that he gave as he was going out the door, and the uh, revolving door at the Trump White House almost hit him in the behind. Now we have the German elections. Fascinating. Uh, we have a far-right party getting enough votes to have uh, representation in the German parliament. Uh, but let's remember, in spite of the rhetoric, and of course now they're they're doing polling that shows that half the people that voted for uh I believe they're called the AFD after uh, Deutschland. Um, let's remember that in the late 20s, Germany had five political parties, and it was this division within the society that led to Adolf Hitler. Germany has to form coalition governments, sort of by definition. And when I was looking at the results, it seems like there are the big loser in the in the uh, in the uh, actual election, besides Merkel and the Social Democrats, who lost uh, four four to five percent from their previous uh, totals, were the Bavarian um, CSU party that previously had been the, the Bavarian. It used to be a regional party that was part of the original Hitler coalition. So anyway. We will have more on uh, the German fallout as she forms a coalition government. We're out of time. And you are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Uh, Yazoo City Calling is coming up next. And we'd like to thank Andrew for engineering once again. Have you ever dreamed of owning your own home but thought there was just no way to make it happen? Well, you may qualify for home ownership through Habitat for Humanity of Huron Valley. 
Come to the orientation meeting. There's one every month. You can find out all the things you need to know about becoming a homeowner. Call the Habitat office at 734-677-1558, extension 104. Or visit our website 